You've joined the Digital Transformation Success Podcast. I'm your host, Priscilla McKinney. I consult with leaders around the globe and bring their teams through a digital transformation journey. Realizing digital transformation across an entire organization is key to business success. While the phrase digital transformation is often used, it's not always understood. So we start each episode with my brief working definition. Digital transformation refers to the purposeful integration of digital technology into all areas of a business. It goes beyond technological innovations in that it requires a fundamental mindset shift of how to operate internally and deliver maximum value to customers at scale. When done well, it results in a culture change to an environment where opportunities for digital technology are not missed but are thoughtfully used to change established practices and processes for greater efficiency, flexibility, and profitability. You'll hear from consultants, trainers, executives, innovators, and thought leaders. We will avoid buzzwords, jargon, and leave behind our egos to help you take that next step toward digital transformation success. Let's dive in. Well, to crib a line from someone else, My next guest needs no introduction. And that's really because my next guest is a great friend of mine, a trusted colleague, and has already been on the Digital Transformation Success Podcast. So, Timothy Hughes, welcome back. Thank you, Priscilla. I'm really excited to be here. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Well, there are some hot topics we want to talk about today. There are, yes. But really, the digital transformation when it comes to pulling that across an entire organization and really looking at the biggest asset that people have, which is humans, and how do we actually digitally transform those humans? You are the first person I think of because you are one of those humans that's the biggest influencer on the topic of social selling and digital transformation within organizations. For anybody who has not had the pleasure of talking with you or understanding who you are, can you let them know what you do as opposed to being the co-founder and CEO of DLA Ignite. What's your day-to-day? What makes you tick? And how can we really grasp on and understand the world of Timothy Hughes? Well, thank you for having me on. And in terms of me, um, I wrote uh, the book, Social Selling Techniques to Influence Buyers and Changemakers, uh, which has become now, a, it, it's a massive bestseller. And I mean, I get people coming to me today saying, you wrote that back in 2016 which is, well, I actually wrote it in 2015. It came out in 2016, but it's still relevant and, and it's so relevant for now. Um, and, you know, a, a number of people see this, that I must have had some sort of crystal ball that I was looking into the future. Um, I mean, I was just writing as, as I saw the world, but the world has moved on so much. Back then, I was actually in a corporate role where we were selling digital transformation, but it was technical. It, we were selling, my background is selling accounting systems. And, and what digital transformation has been to every single um, company so far has been a technology, you know, they've, they've just gone and replaced IT systems. And digital transformation isn't about that. They've left the people behind. And we all have, we now have built skills because we all use a mobile phone. You know, even my 83-year-old mother is, you know, um, asks me to, you know, send their photos and do all kinds of things with mobile phones. We've all gained all those skills. But what we haven't done is that we haven't gained the digital skills within the corporation or the companies. And that's the change that's going to take place over the next five or 10 years. It's about people-centric digital transformation. Um, And that's using social media to do that. And 
we think you you i'm talking about you being is that we are part of that transformation and it is going to be massive well the i remember it's going to take place in in terms of people jobs and the way they work is going to be massive and it already has been massive i remember over five years ago this is my personal memory sitting on the tube reading your book and thinking to myself oh my gosh where's my highlighter? <laughs> and I started at it, dig through my purse, get a highlighter. I'm like, yes, this, 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 I hadn't met you yet. And I'm like, this guy, this is exactly what I'm thinking, exactly what I know. And it is very interesting. I think in a great place to start this podcast from is that this isn't an outpouring uh, or an effect or a ramification of what happened in our world because of the pandemic. This was happening way before. It's the, <laughs> yes. The pandemic has been an accelerator. But but it, it but it happened before. You know, I just put out a uh, I put out a blog seven years ago called How to Get Ten C Level Meetings a Week Using Twitter. Seven years ago, uh, and there are still people out there that don't see this, don't see social media as a medium of which they can actually transform their business, both in, in sales, human resources, and procurement, right across the whole of the business. Um, and what's happening is that they're falling behind. Anybody that's now not social selling using a structured framework that's been provided by people that know what they're talking about is falling behind. And we're seeing it more and more every single day. Um, and this is the shakeout that's going to take place. Um, because if they, you know, my LinkedIn profile is is gone back to seeing people at conferences. They're not getting any business from that. It's just employees staying in five-star hotels, having lots of um, expenses, dinners. There's not there's no business being generated. And if the organizations think they're going to go down that route or route um, that, that it, you know, they're going to end up in. Um, well, they're going to end up in difficulty. Well, I think that we're at that critical time right now because you're right. The pandemic accelerated, if not the skills, then more the demand and the realization. I think it, maybe it accelerated people like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea that people were out here already making significant strides toward real revenue generation, you know, by using social only. And then they found out that they were behind the curve and they're like, we've got to do this. But now to your point about now people are back at conferences having expensive dinners now the danger is that that urgency will subside and people will not say, okay, it is time for us to digitally transform our team and really help them understand the very specific skills in order to make this shift into the next next era, whatever this next era of business is. And so let's talk about that for a minute, because you just mentioned that there are people out there who, you know, uh, well, what you unpacked was that it has to be real skills. It has to be a system. There has to be a real framework yes. that can be held accountable. So you and I both know, because we both teach these modules and bring teams through, you know, m massive uh, mindset shifts over the course of the first 12 weeks, kind of getting introduced to what is digital transformation. And I'm happy to give a shameless plug for DLA Ignite and what we do there. But I really want you to help people understand what can happen if they just go out there and talk now to anybody who's set up a shingle saying, I'm a LinkedIn expert, or I'm a Twitter expert, or this is how you can do it. So tell me a little bit before we go further about some hot topics, what the danger is right now of just going out and, you know, thinking that a few tips and tricks are going to change and really digitally transform your team. 
I, I think I think a lot of it is that that leadership is um, afraid. Leadership don't know what they should be doing, and so what they they will do is that they get attracted to a shiny object, somebody that says. Uh, you know, I'm a, a LinkedIn expert or I'm a social media expert. And don't forget, you know, the barrier to entry is nothing. Anybody can set themselves up on LinkedIn and say that they're a social media expert. And what we're advocating is that there has to be a framework and a structure and a, 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 a rigor, uh, a measurement and a governance, you know, all the proper words, things that you would expect and have a sales methodology, which is a which is a structured process. You do this, you do this, you get this result rather than someone coming on saying, I'm going to do a two hour session. I'm going to show you some things that helped me when I got onto LinkedIn and no one does anything. The key thing is that people go through a mindset change and a habit change. This is a new way of working. Now, there are certain things so, so, for example, um, uh, Namos um, in the UK is a, is a 200 people Oracle reseller. And um, we I, I trained those people. And within two weeks, they had a customer that, that had said, that person looks interesting. I think they can solve my business issue. I'm going to walk towards them and ask them whether they can help me. Now, that is new. That is That is transformation. Just think people your buyers your prospects walking towards you and seeing you as an expert and seeing you as a person that can help now there was a conversation that took place which is a classic sales conversation oh you got a problem okay let me explain it to me right okay well we think we can do this you know all of those those things anyway that's turned into a 2.6 million dollar opportunity I've just spoken to the CEO and he's just taken another 1.3 to a million pounds. So 1.3 million dollars out of that business just by using social. This is not, you know, this is a structure. This is serious stuff. This is about, you know, you want your business to have a competitive advantage. You want your business to to get um, the, the revenue and the profit. You want your business to get the market share. This is and, and this is not some future. We've been doing social selling for seven years. You know, the ROI was proven seven years ago. Um, and what we're doing is that we're, we're we're transforming organizations and the organizations that are not coming through are just going to fall behind. Right. And getting some people internally who aren't digital or some experts in who just set themselves up on that. It isn't going to get you the results that you expect. Well, we do know that the even the B2B buyer, any buyer right now, they are in the driver's seat and they are on a largely anonymous, self-directed path to finding the right expert. And we also know, I know um, from CEB, now Gartner, that 93% of the people who are looking for a particular service want to talk to the known or recognized expert in that field. And so how that plays into social selling is that people don't want to be sold to anymore. They want to say, no, I want to choose who I want to talk to in this particular uh, arena in this uh, this industry. And so the question becomes, how do you become visible? How do you become seen and recognized as the expert in there? So you talk a lot, um, yeah, in, and, especially and, and in your Priscilla, book. You know, this this stuff is years old. You know, McKinsey, it's not just, it's not McGarnett, McKinsey, um, HubSpot, Salesforce. We all know that if we want to buy something, we pick up our mobile phone and we start searching for it. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's a twenty dollar item or a, a one point you know, two million gonna, dollar. You know, let's go to Iceland. For, let's go to Iceland for the weekend. Okay, what do we do? 
we go go to the internet and search. Everybody does it, and everybody, um, you know, we know a, um, I, I know a, um, a BMW dealer where they're selling, um, they sell 155 cars a year um, on the on LinkedIn for zero cost. Now, what's the average price of a BMW? Fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> What's that? So seven hundred thousand, whatever it, well, the, the figure is for free. Right. That really comes down to the fact that, you know, we talk a lot in digital transformation about this technology. But your point at the very beginning was it's not about the technology. It's about the humans and don't leave them behind. So social media is something that's supernatural to everyone. We just, it's very organic. You don't have to overly train people. You need to give them a structure and a, a, you know, a framework and an understanding of how this is going to work, you know, going forward and change that mindset. But it is not a new software or platform or, you know, you don't have to look at like some very hard barriers to adoption. So you mentioned to me a lot, um, just you see it as the three things that you really need in order to have a successful presence online. So why don't you share those three things with my audience? Uh, yeah, um, three things. First and foremost, you need to have a biocentric link, a, a social, social platform. So LinkedIn profile, Twitter profile, or whatever it is, it needs to be biocentric. So what do we mean by that? It means that when a buyer sees you, now, your LinkedIn profile is a shop window to the world. You have 800 million people walking past it every single day. Do you want them to walk past or do you want them to come and go, do you know, that Tim Hughes looks really interesting. I'm actually going to take a, a further look and then actually see the, 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 the help you can get. This is what happened with Namos. The person was on the social media looking for a problem that they needed to be solved. They found the salesperson um, because he had a um, we taught him to how to have a biocentric profile. And the person said, you look really interesting. Can you help me? And this is the, you know, this is a transformation from having lots and lots of salespeople running around, wasting lots of energy, um, either being on social or, or, or phoning people that no one ever responds to. Um, this is about actually making sure that you've got people coming towards you. Of course, you're prospecting and reaching, going out. But what you're finding is that people go, are accepting the connections because what's happening is that they go, you look interesting. I'm going to connect. And in connecting, in connecting with that profile, it also, they're willing to reach out because part of the profile makes people feel like they can trust you. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so you're not just there for yourself. Let's, but let, let's, yeah, let's not forget that the connection that we have on social media, connection I have with you, Priscilla, is with Priscilla. If you go to another company, the connection doesn't stay with the company, it goes with you. So, so, so me, so, so me, my connection is not about your products and services. It's about you. You're interesting. You've got something to tell me. You know something. You know something about my industry that I don't know. You have an opinion, because these are the people that we will want to have a. These are the you know, I, I'd like to have a conversation with you because you've got something to tell me. So the second thing is that what you'll find is that most people on social media are connected to colleagues, ex-colleagues and recruitment consultants. That means that you're not influencing the people that you want to influence. The people you want to influence will be um, uh, prospects, customers, and maybe people of influence that you may want to put your, your message in front of. So the problem is, is that, the, 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 what we see right now is an awful lot of um, content being put out by marketing departments of brochures and brochureware, 
where all they're doing is they're putting it out through their their employees and their employees aren't connected to the people that they actually want to influence. Apart from the fact that what happens is that when people put out brochures, research shows that people don't come to social media to look at brochures. They come to social media to be brochure, to, to, to be social. So what happens is that all of this brochureware is actually training your customers and the algorithm to ignore you. So billions have been spent on this. It's been wasted because they don't understand that to be social is about being human and being authentic with it. I think you and I narrow this down to the whole idea that there's a big difference between broadcasting, just blah, 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 out there, which is what a lot of marketing departments do. And then they do expect their employees to go take it and blah, blah, blah it out beyond them. Okay, well, more blah, blah, blah is still just, it's just blah, blah, it's blah. Just <laughs> it it's is. Just, and it's, it's you're right. Noise. People totally so, so, know. They don't even, they don't even consciously know that they know how to ignore it anymore we just subconsciously know how to ignore crap well, on social well, media. well we, the thing is is that we we all ignore it and then what happens is that the marketers basically go to their desks and order more of it when actually they're they're, they're ignoring it themselves you right. know everybody in my company gets more engagement than ibm now ibm has 300,000 employees, it has, I can't remember, was it 5 million followers on LinkedIn? Now, are those other people in IBM, are my people cleverer than the people in IBM? No. In IBM, they'll have way more PhDs and MBAs than I do. But the thing is, is that what, what they don't understand is that actually um, social is about people, social is about social and about being authentic. Um, and no one's, in, you know, no one's interested in a brochure about IBM. If you go to any of the big organizations, and I've written about this, um, there's there's one organization where I basically did a a, um, a, um, a review of their social media, and you know they have got three million three million followers on LinkedIn. They've got three hundred thousand um, employees, and they get ten likes on a post. Five of those likes are from people within the company. One of those likes is from the marketing agency that creates the content. (laughs) Okay, wait, can we just pause for like major laughter right there? But but they're not. It's ridiculous. It is. It is. And those people, the marketing in that marketing department will be saying, we're killing it on social. You're not. You're spamming. It's corporate spam. And, and it's not generating anything for that business. So that's the difference, what we would call what people like to do, which is broadcasting and instead teaching people through digital transformation mindset shift to narrowcast. Talk only to the audience that you want to talk to. So you started at the beginning with the idea of having a buyer-centric profile, which means that you want to look attractive to your most ideal client. The second thing that you're saying is make sure you're actually connecting and making that, starting that conversation and, and, and actually building that bridge to the person you want to talk to. So number three, let's hear it about content. And the third thing is about content. And the and content isn't about brochure or brochureware. I can go to your website and ignore it on that, ignore the the content there, and I certainly will ignore it on social media. Um, you know, you go through any go through your feed and you look at people's content. They're sharing brochures and brochureware. They are not getting engagement. Or what they'll do is that, that it will be the situation which we see a lot of, which is where marketing will put out a. Um, uh, some sort of brochure, and they'll say, everybody, can you go on and like it? And again, it's it's all they're doing is they're talking in an echo chamber. 
So there's a company that I was doing some analysis. Um, we're pitching against them. We've got a, a, a competitor where they've got um, this a company, the competitor company basically has got 5,000 employees and they've got 80 likes on a, on a, a, a post. 80 against 5,000 people. But the thing is, is that all of those people work for the company and they're not taking, the the content will not go out. And and the other thing that you can see about content is that I can quite easily put a like on something, but if it resonates with me, I will put a a comment. And what you'll see is a lot of corporate stuff where there'll be 60, 80 likes. You go in, it will all be the people. It doesn't resonate with people. And what we're doing is that we're using content and we can show you examples of content where it's not just about putting out content hope. It's about content and using it strategically. So everything that we do on social media strategically. So I'll give you an example. We were targeting a um, a, a PE company. And um, so we wrote a blog that was uh, we found out that the business issue for the PE company, like a lot of PE companies, COVID hit them. So they're not going to sell in the time frame they want. So what they need to do is actually look at new markets to sell to get the growth back. Um, so we wrote a blog about how um, you can use um, how you can sell internationally by um, using um, social media um, within within an hour of putting that out. The uh, CEO of that PE company basically phoned us up and said, like your blog. Can you come and talk to us? Um, so, you know, we put out a blog on a Monday. We presented to the person on a Tuesday. He invited us to the board meeting on the Friday. We got a purchase order on the Tuesday, the week after. Now, so this isn't about putting out content and broadcasting. It's not about putting out content and hoping that something's going to happen. This is about using content as a tool within the selling process that's going to generate you leads, meetings, and ultimately revenue. That is so important to understand when you're looking at who can actually teach you how to use social media platforms. So we talked about it right at the beginning. What's the difference be someone between someone who hangs a shingle and says, hey, I'm a social media expert and someone who actually has a system behind them? So tell me a little bit about the framework at DLA and you know what the actual accreditation is and why why this is important when anybody can just go out there and say that, you know, they're a social media uh, influencer? Great question, Priscilla. Um, Yeah, so we've put together a a framework. It's a a sales methodology. Now, there's lots of sales methodologies out there. Some of them are 30 years old. Most of them are over 10 years old. But they actually have been built not in the social age. They will have, they may say, oh, yes, we've tacked something about social on. This is about building a sales methodology for today sales methodology with social media at the core something that you can use that your salespeople can follow that it's it's do this do this you get this result and uh we were really pleased so that um the um the institute of sales professionals actually were looking for a sales methodology around digital what they do is that they provide as a as a trade body what they do is that they provide training in or, or recommended training in certain areas so what's best practice for a salesperson well it includes diversity inclusion uh, uh anti-bribery those are sort of things but it also includes digital and what they did was that they went out to the market looked at a different a number of op- offerings and actually have chosen with us so 
what this is, is that we're now able to provide a certificate, a qualification around social selling. It's the only qualification in the world. This is not a certificate of attendance that I attended the course. You actually have to pass an exam just like you would do at school or college. Um, and 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 so and and some people might pass it and some people may fail. But the thing is, is that you have to have passed the exam and it's about having the structure. And this is so important for organizations where, where what they're saying is we want to put people at the core. We want to make sure that there's a digital transformation. How do we measure that digital transformation of those people? Well, with this certificate and this qualification. Um, and then what happens is that there's a follow on to that, which is if you want to get the best people into your organization, you need to be recruiting those the people with that qualification. You need to retain the people. Then what you need to be doing is everyone tells us that if, if you if to stay at an organization, they want to see the business investing in them. They want to see the company giving them modern skills to help them make their number or, or whatever it is that they, what they need to do. And this provides that framework. Now, also, if you're taking somebody on with a certificate, you will make sure that they will start. Um, you will actually get them making an impact quicker because what you know is that the skills that they're actually getting, they already understand that they've got a biocentric profile. They've already got an active network. They understand how to create content. So these people are gonna be contributing far faster than people that you just go and get off the street where they've got to learn loads of stuff. And so it's it's like, a, like 20 years ago, you, you would recruit salespeople because they had a black book of contacts. It's exactly the same as that, but they now have a, a digital territory. So it's about making sure you keep the people, making sure that you're recruiting the best people. Um, and, and we see that as a massive competitive advantage for business today. Well, let's talk about that because we've just stumbled into the hot topic I want to discuss. And that is this idea of offering this professional development as a recruiting tool. Yeah. And you're, what you're talking about is as a recruiting tool, but also as almost like a litmus test. Like, for example, for me, if I want to hire someone here at a content inbound, you know, digital agency that use, you know, create social media for multiple companies, well, they better be good at social media. <laughs> you know, yes. it, 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 it's, it's crazy. It's like the cobbler's, you know, kids that have no shoes. I see that so often. Someone telling me, oh, yeah, I want to be a social media manager. Really? You're not even managing your social media. How do you think you're going to manage someone else's? So, you know, tell me about this uh, hot topic, because I know I have some things to say about it. We're both hearing this from all over. It used to be just salespeople who really needed and wanted um you know, this clear path to understanding how to be digitally transformed. And we were always saying, hey, it's not just for salespeople, but people are listening now. People understand that there really is this better topic to be having about why HR needs to be socially transformed. So talk to me a little bit about what you're hearing on that side. Yeah, so so sales was kind of the place where it started and the conversations that we had, um, you know, having written the book, um, and that's kind of easy to measure because it's you can say, well, someone's contributing or they're, they're not making the number or whatever. But but immediately we started doing that with an organization. We found that there was a, um, a move into other departments. So, for example, HR, um, human resources, a classic example. You know, how do you how do you retain the staff that you've got? How do you recruit more staff? Well, what you do is you actually if if I'm if I'm. The modern job seeker is very similar. In fact, 
works has the same behaviors as the modern buyer. What they're doing is that they're going online and they're making decisions based on um, what they see online. Um, because that's what we do. We live online. So they're looking for organizations that say, you know, I, I know a number of organizations that say, oh, yeah, we're a great place to work, work for. Right. Well, I can't see that from looking at you and your social profiles. You need to be telling people that. So it's about making sure now everybody does. No one likes being sold to. So this isn't about putting brochures out about how great it is to work. There. It's about making sure that you're empowering the employees to talk in their voice and say, hey, this is what we're doing. You know, I'm empowered to do this. I've just been given a project. I'm really pleased that, that, that I'm being given the responsibility for this because that will attract a, a certain type of person. And by externalizing the culture and externalizing the fact that, hey, I'm, I'm big on sustainability and my company has made this thing and we're gonna do this and they've taken the bins away or whatever, whatever it is that they're doing about sustainability and I'm really excited. Again, it's about ex empowering externalizing. And so we've got, um, we've got a client called Cyberhawk who are drones-based company, they do inspections for drones on pylons and uh, oil rigs and stuff like that. Um, we, we're now talk, we, we've been working now with, with them for now over a year where what they do is that we, we're doing this thing, what we call digital dominance, which is where they own the whole of the digital share of voice for um, drones within, an organ, um, within, within the digital sector. So what happens is that... Um, Anything to do with drones, they will be picked up. Now, the way that we usually describe this from a, an analog point of view, think about this. You're at an exhibition and there's a drinks in the evening and, um, and it starts at seven. Um, but you've been on a call. So it's about 20 past seven when you arrive. So everybody's there. You're a bit late. And what you do when you walk in there, you see everybody. It's actually all the people that are in there are your prospects and your clients. Now, they're all talking to somebody. They're all holding a drink in their hand. They're all having a laugh. They're all talking to somebody. Now, are they talking to your people or are they talking to your competitors? And this is the thing about digital dominance. It's about owning the share of voice, owning all of the conversations that are taking place in, um, uh, in the digital world. Now, Chris Fleming, who is the, the CEO of Cyberhawk, sees himself um, as he says, we run two companies. We are a drones company, but we're also a media company because we understand that the content is the thing that's driving us as a as a as a business. And the um, the measure for us when we went in there, they said they we they, we want to get five SQLs per week. We said if if you get five SQLs per week, you are a success. We're now driving over 20 and have done within only a couple of weeks. And they are getting and getting business into bigger accounts. I can't name the accounts because they are, um, are sensitive to that. But they're able to get into and displace the competition purely. It, it just happens. They're getting into massive accounts and getting massive deals. But the key thing is that they're owning this share of voice, this digital dominance.
So the thing that I can take away from that is that you can go on YouTube or go on LinkedIn or go on Twitter and find somebody who can give you some tips or tricks. That's the dime a dozen. But when you're really looking at the ROI long term for your company, you need a system, some kind of accountability for your people and a framework from which you can say, look, what are the KPIs? I mean, this has to deliver. And what does this look like? Let's take a look at it. Let's pretend that we were going to go down this road. What does success look like and what pieces of it can we measure? And then it goes beyond that idea of influencing, which I think people have a little bit of a hard time with that word because it feels loosey-goosey that like, well, how many conversations you have? How many people are you influencing? Well, eventually when it comes into the actual SQLs, that is no longer loosey-goosey. And we're talking about influencing people's buying behavior resulting in, in this case with CyberHawk, digital dominance. It's not a question of, do you want to work with us or our competitor? It's that people aren't even hearing about the competitors. They just go, yes. well, obviously, I mean, you're the obvious choice. And that you're is the what obvious choice, yeah. social influence is trying to do. And when you do digitally transform your entire organization, then you basically are taking away the choice for competitors. Yeah, you, you should be in a position as a, as a business. I totally agree. Where you're, you're, you are the obvious choice to 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 all your prospects and customers. Now, people will do searches, and this is not just about this is not about SEO. This is about um, um, this is about people searching on digital. You know, we're now in a situation where people are searching on digital just as much as they do on on Google. Um, and they're making choices, but the choices that they're making on social are social ones. You know, if I go to Google and I search, it will be a piece of content or it will be that, that, that will come up on social. It's a person. Mm, that's and, and, an interesting point you're making. I just kind of want to reiterate that. And I don't think I've really thought of that point of view before. But when I go to Google and I'm searching, I am looking for just the facts. I'm looking for the company yes. that's connected. I am looking for an answer. I'm trying to maybe even define maybe my requirements for what I'm yes. going to buy. But when I'm searching on social at that point, I am looking for a relationship. I am saying who is the expert in this field, not what company is the expert. And I do see that as a major difference. I don't think I'll ever really be able to unsee that the way you just said. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a it's a it's a big difference. And and I and and um it's not the time to go into the detail of but the three things that I went through in terms of the profile, the network and the content are critical for your business to be, you know, where people are on so people are on social they're connecting to people. They're making buying decisions, um, and um, uh, there's a there was a, there was a, a piece of um, piece of content that came out recently from um, DemGen report, um, and they're saying that 55 percent of buyers rely on content to make buying decisions. You know, and and we know from ourselves we're not reading brochures. We're, no. we're looking for people that can help us. What's the funny quote? I'll go put it in the show notes. But when someone hands you a brochure, it's like they're saying, here, take this. Will you throw it away from me, please? Yeah. <laughs> There's a great yeah, I, I have a photo from a, um, a, um, uh, a washroom. You, a, a washroom. In, in, well, I went to a conference. And I went to the washroom, and in the washroom, there's a big poster that says, please do not put the brochures down the toilet. It blocks them. And, and and I just thought, and I was doing a presentation, and I just started it with saying, I've just seen this. I said, you know, marketing has a problem. You know, people are taking your brochures, and they're shoving them down the toilet. 
because they're not interested. Um, you, you, you know, if, if you think about here's another another analog um, uh, metaphor. You know, if you think you go to a show, what happens if you, you think, right, I'm, I'm going to a show. There's a particular company. I'm going to go up to their exhibition stand. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to find out more. So what you go to the stand and someone say, oh, yeah, can I help you? Yeah, OK, I'm thinking of doing this. OK, you know, let take me through your business problems. Do you want a coffee? That sort of stuff. Hopefully it'll even be quite someone quite senior. What we have is pretty much every single company on social. Basically, they're handing brochures to salespeople. You're walking onto the uh, into the exhibition and the salespeople are coming up to you and smacking you around the face with them. And all you're doing is saying, and another salesman comes and smacks you around the face. and Another salesman comes and smacks you around the face. And all you're doing is basically collecting up all of the um, brochures and putting them in the bin. What you want is to walk up to an organization and for them to say, hi, how are you doing? Is there anything that we can help you with? Oh, you've got a particular a business problem. Okay, well, sit down. Come, and and we, we should be doing that digitally. The same as we should have senior people on the stand, the same as we should have senior people on social saying, can I help you? And, and, and immediately starting conversations. The difference there is that we can only do so much at an exhibition and a trade show, but on social, we can do that at scale. I could have, you know, 10 conversations like that every day, as opposed to just the three days that the trade show is going on. And so it does set a new opportunity and a standard of excellence for social um, sellers. And I think that's what's super amazing. But Tim, you are the known expert in this field, but I also know one thing about you is that you're very generous with your time. So if people want to reach out to you, tell them how they can find you and uh, your kind of, you know, preference of how to reach you. Um, Yes. um, Best place to get me is, is LinkedIn. I'm Timothy Tim Hughes. Um, You use Most people will be able to find me there. I'm Timothy underscore Hughes on Twitter. Um, If you send me a connection request or, or, um, best thing to do is to say that I've I heard you on Priscilla's show because then I can work out um, get some context in terms of um, what you've seen so I really appreciate if you do that Um, and that's the best place to get me the second point that Tim has was about making connections. And I'm telling you, if you are struggling and you're trying to figure out how do I make connections, first of all, connect with Tim because he's very connected. And that's one little interesting tidbit about how you start really understanding who is in the space and who really are the experts. But I also just want to give you a shameless plug for that book. I'm telling you, I've read it cover to cover. And there is a funny thing in there where you talk about actually sending you a contact. And I actually did that um, when I was reading the book and, uh, and you wrote me right back on social. And I thought that was a really great, um, just, a, a, a you know, a way that you practice what you preach. So go check it out. I'm going to put it in the show notes. It's social selling. And if you haven't heard of the phrase change makers, and you are wanting to be a social selling expert someday, you need to read this book because this will completely change the way you look at social and what you believe is possible on social. Tim, also before we go, why don't you tell us where we can find more about the digital uh, transformation course and DLA Ignite? Um, well, at the moment, we're, we're putting out most of the um, the stuff about the course will be is coming through our own content. So um, the best thing to do is to, to, to come to my LinkedIn profile or one of the DLA Ignite team. Um, that's that's the, the best place to to. to to pick up on that right now. Awesome. We're going to put those in the show notes, but if you have questions for Tim, 
I love having him on the show. So one day we're just going to put him in the hot seat and we're going to take all of your questions. And um, I'd love to do a Q and A. Yeah, it'd be super that, fun. Yeah. Well, we get a lot of mail back about uh, the show. So if you have something, please be sure to reach out to me and uh, send in um, your best attempt at stumping Tim Hughes. Please do he that. Is the, yeah. He is the reigning social selling uh, influencer online. You just need to look at a couple of uh, uh, Twitter lists to show that that's true. So uh, if you have a tough question, let's put it to him and let's see where it goes from there. But Tim, thank you so much for coming and taking your time to uh, give us your insights and your point of view on social influence. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.